Look, mom, no computer joined me for a conversation just a few weeks before Superbooth. So we've created this platform that allows you to design your own synths. This conversation was about education in general, about teaching and teaching techniques, about perfectionism and how horrible it is to be an artist that is always trying to be perfect in what they do and how problematic this might be. Um, we talked about a lot of other stuff like productivity because a lot of people on Reddit asked me or on Discord also asked me to ask him, how does he manage to do so many things? And we talked um, <laughs> about failure in general, which there is in the end a little thing that you might want to watch uh, in the end. Uh, that's, that's just kind of funny. Anyway, I'm going to keep this introduction short because I have a lot of work to do on the logistical side of Simple to make sure that all the people who supported the initiative and actually bought it during Superbooth are going to get it on time, which is a challenge because I've never done any logistics because I'm a teacher, not a logistics person. But, uh, you know, you live, you learn, and uh, there are a lot of insightful and exciting things I'm learning from people around me. I'm going to figure this out as well. Without further ado, this is Sam Battle, Look Mom No Computer. Enjoy. Whee! Got it! Yes. Anyway, let's, yeah, so, how's it going? I'm good, man. How are you doing? Yeah, not bad, not bad. So... Is the uh, audio alright? I'm sorry, I haven't actually got any microphones here. <laughs> yeah, no, it's fine. I think, I think this is actually a really good angle. I, like, if I... If I would imagine what, like, how I would uh, capture Look Mom No Computer on a podcast, it would be from this angle while you're actually doing something. Okay, good. I think, I think, that, <laughs> I think one of the main questions that people ask me to ask you is like, how do you manage to finish so many things? And I think this is probably how. Um, I mean, I, if I'm honest, I don't think I finished that much enough. I don't think um like people mention that they comment that I work a, a sort of quickly, but I don't I don't see that. I find myself work, working pretty slowly, so uh, I don't know. Uh, I I didn't think I did. That's the thing. <laughs> okay. I guess I just yeah I work. Um, when I know something needs to be done, I'll just um I'll work all, all every hour that is required. I guess. Yeah. What 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 are you working on at the moment? Uh, I am building something for a machine for this weekend. I realized that it needed, like like we said, I realized it needed to be done. So I'm sitting there making an LED signal board for a robot that speaks over AI using Bordeaux code to a Raspberry Pi, which uh, answers your questions. Uh, I don't know whether, when, do you remember the MS-DOS program Megahal? Remember Megahal? I, like, I, I do. And it learns what you're talking about and it responds to you in a certain way. Well, that's that's what we're running on. So it's nearly done. Hopefully be done by the end of the day. But just um, like I mentioned, uh, the, the, I've got to go over to the uh, there's a so the, 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 the this museum is not obsolete. Next to that building is another museum, uh, which is a computer museum. And they've been closed throughout the pandemic and they've decided to open again. Fine. Finally, just to get going again. And um and they were like, oh, Sam, give us a hand. So I'm going to be going over there, hopefully giving them a hand and stuff today. So I've got to try and fit this in and that in. It's, a, it's, all, it's all hands on deck, I tell you. <laughs> you got it. You got it. Okay. 
So uh, yeah, we're going to try to make this uh, as efficient as possible. No, uh, no, no, don't worry about it. I shouldn't have even mentioned it. I was just double checking, like, you know, because sometimes podcasts are like five hours long, aren't they? Was, oh, <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I mean yeah I, I i would imagine like we could probably talk for like three four hours easy but um yeah not not over like zoom it. i think yeah that's gonna be a bit hard i don't know over zoom i mean it's, it's doable uh the thing is i find is uh, i can talk for hours if i've got something to do with my hands hmm. I, I can't talk for hours if i'm just talking like you're, you're sitting there you're, you're talking I, d- I don't know whether i could do that for 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 an hour four yeah. hours five yeah. hours that makes sense Unless it was about um, uh, Warhammer, which I haven't played for ages. Warhammer or Pokemon. Just just trying to relive the uh, the love of that from when you were a kid. So yeah. much money, that stuff. I didn't realize it was... Uh, it, must have, it must have gone up. It's crazy money. Do you know Warhammer? Do you get Warhammer over there? Uh, no, to be honest, I'm not really oh. sure what you're talking about. <laughs> oh, you don't know what Warhammer is? It's like, oh, it's like this... You know those little figurines, like Space Marines? Have you heard of Space Marines? Uh, yeah, let, let me just look it up. It's like it's like an English Dungeons. And, I don't know, even know what you could call. There's, I'm sure there's an equivalent. Okay. Games Workshop Warhammer. <laughs> don't know. Warhammer. It's like one word: retail and like fantasy board games. Yeah. Okay. That I don't. I don't even know. I just like painting them. I thought, I, I was. I, I remember when I was a kid, I made a load of them, and then I was like, finally, I'm ready to play the game. And I went to go and play the game and it was so boring. <laughs> uh, I was just like, this is not what I want to do. I'm happy painting them and building them and making them do cool things. But my gosh, the actual game was, oh, oh my God. I just wanted to go home and carry on painting. Not for me. And I think there's a lot of people who have a similar experience. But hey. Let, let me ask you a que- uh, maybe a relevant question to this. Um, yeah. If you think about the work that you're doing, um, like you're doing a lot of different things obviously you're, you're, you're coming up with ideas you're uh, building things you're literally building channels for you to express yourself and share things with the world like the museum yeah. for instance um, but you're also playing music uh, yeah yeah um, uh, well I find that I go through different times like I've, I've spoke to some people about that life I don't know what so so you know you go through phases of course you spend a month being obsessed by actually building and then a month obsessed by actually using. And um, I try to, uh, I still write every day. Uh, I, I make sure I write for at least an hour or two a day. Sometimes I, I, I mean, about uh, quite often I have to go and do songwriting sessions with people and stuff. So, uh, which funnily enough, I never use any of the machines in it because they usually want to write like pop rock songs <laughs> so i can't i can't even use my synthesizers so um uh yeah but i, I do both it's just um life's too short really so like do you see yourself like is is there like a certain schedule that you're following to to like make sure that you're actually writing every day and also doing all the other stuff that you challenge yourself to nah, do? nah I, i just um i get guilty when i don't <laughs> right so i feel guilty i feel like a bad about myself so i just um it just sort of um manages to happen i mean it's not strict i reckon you know i do miss a few days here and there in fact i go through phases of missing a week at a time and then just going back into it but just making sure that i try to do it um and it, it sort of works even even like 
I'd, I'd say as long as it's like a concentrate, even a concentrated half an hour is mm. like a solid amount. As long as you're in the right mood, it's about getting in the mood, isn't it? The creative juices mood, because oh, you man. could sit and write the same old crap for ages, but, or you could just, and then one day, and then half an hour suddenly comes along where you just do the, you know, better than anything you've done all week or something. Do you have rituals? Sorry? Do you have rituals? Nah, nah, none of that. I kind of, but the only ritual I have is um, go to bed, wake up, try not to be, try. I mean, I've found myself become a lot busier recently and that is a problem because busyness is the, the basically the opposite of, uh, you know, a creative, you know, it's, it's not very healthy being busy if, you've, if you're trying to be creative, I don't think. And it's really easy to be busy, isn't it? Yeah. And I thought, I thought, I thought at the start, I wanted to be busy. I was like, I want to like being busy looks good, but actually being busy just, it's not the right thing. I found that it's not good. So I'm trying to, like, I've learned the power of saying a no, no a lot more, which is weird. Like part of growing up is I was saying yes to nearly everything, and then I realised that it was just making me unbelievably busy that I couldn't actually do the thing that I was actually doing. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah. The power of no <laughs> sometimes has to uh, has to happen. Yeah, I think I don't I think go that's on holidays a... either. Sorry? Sorry, come again. Well, I, do, I don't like like much to my girlfriend's dismay. Um, I'm a no holiday kind of guy. <laughs> I just yeah, don't. But, uh, sorry. Yeah, I guess, I guess, but that's that's a little bit of a different thing. Like I can imagine that you're a bit of a workaholic. Um, but let's let's get back to to that like uh, idea of uh, of saying no and and focusing sure. on certain things that you really think are important. Um, mm -hmm. Like how do you how do you find yourself choosing these projects that you're going to be focusing on? Is there, is there like a like a couple of months time you're just going to be focusing on a certain like concept or like focusing on a technology and then working on a bunch of concepts with like one kind of like direction? Like how do you approach that? Uh, so. The way I've found that works is to not plan anything and just go with what you're obsessed by at that moment. I I've found that um, uh, I've gone through phases of trying to make a strict schedule of what I'm going to do. And I think it's a lot easier if you're working with other people, in, which is different. It's like team working because you're egging each other on to actually be focused more. But if you're by yourself, I find that there's no point scheduling absolutely anything. You've just got to go with the what you're feeling and the problem is is sometimes you're not even feeling like doing anything and those are the worst because you just your brain's like a fog isn't it yeah it's like mm -hmm. you're, you're trying to do something but it's like oh i won't get into that it's, it's too big of a job to do right now and um those are the worst times and i haven't got an answer for those <laughs> yeah i feel like there is that um you know that moment of excitement when you're starting a new project you're so inspired by something that you've seen or some something that you've done or discovered and then you start something and then at a certain point, this kind of like hill that you were on is becoming like a mountain. You're like, how do I finish this? Like, how do you approach these, these moments? Yeah. I think that happens with, I mean, that happens with everybody. Like just wanting to, um, starting something is so much easier than finishing something. That's for sure. And it, it takes, um, I mean, I think it's, it's, it's easy being the idea person, you know, having loads of ideas and stuff because, mm. you know, they just turn up. It's like, you're just training yourself to be a little bit freer and more creatively minded like it's a it's a whole other kettle of fish actually going through with things and seeing them till the end and i'm not great at it i, uh, I, I just um 
Uh, it's, it's a weird one. Some things, some machines, some projects are just too big, and then you you lose a, your obsession. That's the worst when that happens when you when it turns into a slog. But I've, sometimes you just got to see it through. Sometimes the projects are so big that you know you just um it's a, a slow burner. Uh, I'm not really a the kind of person that you know that when they say ah I love it well you know like it's like uh in a in a documentary or a news it's like this person spent ten years building this table. It's like, wow, that's 10 years. You didn't spend 10 years building this table. You probably spent nine, nine and a half, nine months, nine years and 11 months procrastinating from building it, you know? Um, <laughs> and I did, I've done that a couple of times, but it's, there's no point saying you've spent nine years doing it because you haven't. No, it's never like that. But of, of course, it's not, it's, not, it's not black and white, but uh, like, I totally get what you mean. Like, if you think about projects you've started and you could not finish and you still feel like you're frustrated about it, like it, they didn't really um, shape into something else. Like, can you think about something yeah. like that? Well, that's, there's a, that's another thing. Uh, the, uh, and I, like having an idea and then actually the reality is hardly ever the same as the idea. There's a lot of things that come into play. Like your brain's very good at thinking it knows how to simulate how something's going to turn out. But actually, it's actually awful at it. It's really rubbish. Like, uh, like especially uh, like in, in, on YouTube, for instance. I mean, it's so easy to make a suggestion to somebody about what they should do with something. So, like, oh, you just, you know, like somebody, uh, like let's say you've got a problem with your your pointing on your building, and you've got render over it. I don't know, and it's like, oh, just knock off the render. It's easy as that. But then you think about it, that's actually two weeks worth of work. But when you comment an idea, when you when you say something, or when you mention an, a, like a solution, your brain just doesn't think about how much hard work it is. And then you're optimistic, and then boom, you have to do it. And my gosh, it's always a bit of a pain, isn't it? <laughs> Indeed, I think that the most frustrating, and like at a certain point, you get used to it. Um, like when you're a craftsman and you're making things, and you're used to making things, you understand how complicated things might be. And then someone says something like this, and you're like. I, I can't even start like the, there is a huge gap of knowledge here that I need to cover with you to the point that I'll be able to actually explain how complicated that is. Yeah, I mean, to be, yeah, but at the same time, it could be a simple thing, just extremely laborious. Yeah. But, no, no, yeah, know, yeah, 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 of course, of course. Yeah, yeah. you're right. You're it's right. just like, yeah. it, it just, uh, yeah, the, the craft of actually getting things done. Um, especially in a multidisciplinary, like, I feel like uh, oh, yeah. people, who, people who work on a lot of different things, you know, like you're soldering now, but then you could also code something in Arduino, and then you would, like, you need to learn how, um, I don't know, a certain mechanical thing works, because you have that idea that you want to build, and, like, every time incrementally you're adding more and more knowledge, and then when you come up with an idea, the idea is basically formed out of all these different things, bits and pieces that you came up with and you gathered in the past like 10 or 15 years so, um, and then you need to and then you need to cut a lot of corners to actually get things done because there's just so much th stuff to do and I just mm -hmm. had a conversation with a few students about perfectionism and how awful perfectionism is uh, perfectionism can be a plague I used to be a bit of a perfectionist and I know a few perfectionists the problem with it is you just don't get anything done <laughs> Yeah, uh, like like there's just like sometimes you've just got to 
roll with it and and actually it depends what kind of um what's the word uh what uh what discipline you're in and i, I to be honest i don't think any discipline really suits perfectionism and, and uh, i think that comes with that's a that's a lesson that I've, i learned in my early 20s probably just like you've just got to roll with the luckily we're we're in an artistic discipline so we've got to sometimes roll with the imperfections that humans you know lay on because it's just no point then nine times out of ten when you try to work towards perfectionism in an artistic um world like engineering artistic thing it, it you lose all of the imperfect spirit of it you know it being something human in fact working towards perfectionism sometimes well quite a lot of times makes it quite boring yeah i agree i don't know just uh, rant, rant number twenty twenty five thousand. <laughs> <laughs> But it's like I, I work with, I record people's, um, uh, it's not always the time. I, I probably do like overall about a month a year working, recording other people's albums, uh, working in the producing faculty, uh, in the producing seat kind of thing. And nine times out of 10 is, is people managing and just mentioning that, you know, you've got to sometimes just roll with it and roll with what's going because working towards perfectionism is only just going to, it's just going to tire you out. Yeah, I feel like there is something unprofessional in being a perfectionist because you do not understand something really fundamental in in being a creative. It's like you are always going to make things better. So you have to let go and just release and then at a certain point work on something incrementally build off of what you've released rather than like I'm going to work on this album for 10 years now going to work on this instrument for 10 years now I'm just going to work on it for half a year and more than that within that half a year I'm going to actually release my process as like bits and pieces of of like creation as well and then I'm going to just release this thing as a certain batch learn from it make another one that would be better sure yeah yeah I mean that's it, it all depends what 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 faculty you're doing but like you know like a musical instrument of course it's it's a musical instrument it's not gonna it's not try it's not taking people to the moon it's not um you know it's not saving people's lives in a hospital so it doesn't actually need to be perfect that is a very good way of looking at it i agree i mean it might save people's lives in other respects but come on <laughs> <laughs> psychologically i'm sure that some people will be listening to this like what are you talking about i just need to feel to hear that filter sweep and Yeah. my heart, <laughs> my heart. It's, it's, yeah but i mean yeah like you it's amazing what people can achieve when they're in a rush i think that's the if you know that you've got loads of time on your hands it doesn't you don't actually you don't get the you know you mess about and stuff the best things sometimes come when you know you've you're in a bind and you've got to get it done mm. you know i agree go ahead So how do you, um, the museum yeah. I think is like the biggest new thing that you've released. I, I mean, in terms of like a really, really large project that incorporates a lot of projects in it. Yeah, well, it just seemed like um, it's the same as a modular synth in a way. Uh, so the reason I start, so when I started, I made circuit bent instruments and I felt like every time I was making a circuit bent instrument, I was just making something new. And I needed to, instead of doing that, build something that would 
all work together so you're ending up building something bigger instead of constantly building something new and different like a circuit like a bunch of circuit bent toys so that's when i started trying to incorporate the modular modular kind of idea where you plug them into each other so it just gets bigger as a whole and um, that's the same thinking as a museum thing because after i built the music the, the, some of the instruments the problem is that a lot of the instruments aren't really that practical to actually use as instruments like the idea of them are good but then when you're actually confronted with them it's just it's all just a little bit like oh my god this is just so much work to actually get what you want done and uh, so they don't really have a place in kind of contemporary studio kind of setups the only reason really reasonable place that you would see these sort of things is in some sort of museum thing and i figured the museum seems like a perfect kind of project that just you, everything you do adds to the adds to it if you see what i mean like a modular synth but it's a modular museum <laughs> yeah no, no no that that makes a lot of sense and then like how do you approach something like this because i mean the logistics of like getting a space and getting people i mean like, do you do this all from your own budgets or like, are you working alone to manage something like this? How, how do you even start? I haven't got a clue. Uh, like, so <laughs> what happens is, I don't know, like, there's a load of things that are like, I started and I just did not know how to do. And they just started just figuring it out, like um, designing and selling modular synth kits. I was like, I knew I was going to, I wanted to do that at some point, but I just didn't know how to do it. And that's the same with the museum. And I don't know, it just uh, sort of fell in place. Obviously it was a bit of a pain in the ass, like having to organize everything, going through the jump. Like, I've learned so much. I probably learned, I've learned so much about bureaucratic hoops that you have to jump through, things like that, to actually get something like this done. And most of it I've just had to do myself. Obviously I've made mistakes along the way, but um, I just started. And I guess I just was too, too stupid to not try to make it work. And you know, <laughs> persevere, persevere, persevere. Just go through walls. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. I didn't. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's a really weird one. But then, do you actually hire people along the way, or are you really just like making all these phone calls, sending all these emails, getting people to, like, basically uh, uh, inspiring people to join your journey and saying, like, okay, we need to get this space to do this thing. It's important. Uh, I, uh, I, I mean, I employ a couple of a couple of people to help out at the museum when it's open, but most of everything else I've done by myself. <laughs> I just, um, you know, I, like, I've organised it all. Like uh, the problem is, is that basically, like when I was in my twenties, uh, I was in bands and stuff, and I've became very wary of working in collaboration with people at the minute because it just no matter what happens goes a bit sour you know i don't know why it might be me i don't know so I've, i now i'm a bit stubborn and i have to do a lot myself and the downside of that is i just i just yeah i don't like for, uh sometimes i get uh I, yeah no i just start for instance uh, some things feel fall on the wayside like i don't i never check my phone anymore so like everybody who tries to contact me or message me or anything gets a tad annoyed with me because i just I just that's one thing I've blocked off from my life is just looking at any phone or screen or anything. Um, so, you know, things fall on the wayside. <laughs> yeah, no, I get that. I, I can actually really relate. I think it's really challenging to find people to work with. And um, when you find people to work with, it's um, 
It, it's really magical. Sometimes you you meet people, and I think that what's really nice about the internet is that you could actually meet more people. So then you're not limited to only your physical surroundings, and all of a sudden you could actually meet other people to collaborate with. Um, yes. Yeah, oh, we're actually doing. Oh, sorry. Yeah, go ahead. Don't, don't get me wrong. A lot of a lot of projects I work with people like a lot of people collaborating in a in a kind of like on a little project here and there and stuff and working with people chatting to them but in the bigger picture uh like where it's just never worked working with somebody like you know like um i i i'm just going off on one because i've just realized as well i'm I'm going i've got a manager as well she's gonna be well annoyed with me she's like sam you didn't even mention So, so I've got a music manager and I've had a music manager for about eight years now uh, since uh, we um, I was uh, got got um, and she helps us with organize it. She hasn't helped us with the museum purely because it's just it's not really music related. So I've had to do all that stuff. But she just helps with um, making sure I don't forget about things, you know, like, oh, Sam, don't forget about, you know, a lot of music related things. So. Yeah, I credit where credit's due. She's a she's a very organised individual, and to be honest, I've been working with her all the time, and I don't know why that I forgot about that. I'm just forgetting about. Oh, I'm going off on one. Ah, sorry. Yeah, it, it, yeah, it's it, you're talking about Claire. So, but she's Claire's also so annoyed with me. <laughs> <laughs> but she but she's actually managing a lot of like really big artists. She's managing. Yeah, 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 yeah. So she's um when when uh, when I started working with her, she was working with somebody else, and I was being managed by them. And then they went all weird. So so Claire took the reins and it's very, very helpful yeah. to have somebody. Yeah, definitely. I mean, I, I think that when, when it comes to production and um, like managing things that work uh, and, and like you really need to get the, the, the planning done, you need to really get like, otherwise you won't really, I mean, we wouldn't be able to even have this conversation. Uh, yeah, I would have because, about it. <laughs> yeah, because as, as, as you said, no, no worries. I mean, I, could, I, I totally get it because like, you know, you're busy with your stuff. You want to make stuff. You don't want to answer your phone. Like, I totally get that. Like, normally yeah. I, just, I just put my phone aside. I'm like, okay, whatever. I'm just working on, on stuff now. Um, oh, yeah, yeah. But I think there is a point to make on, on like uh, collaborations. Like, I feel like what happened with my kind of like, I just started this about a year and a half ago, this uh, Cynthia X Academy. Yeah, and yeah. Uh, like at a certain point, I uh, opened this uh, Discord channel and most of it was like um, people I met on Reddit or like Brendan from Princeton University, who like really was one of the first people who it, to initiate this with me. Um, and slowly it became bigger and it's like full of really, really interesting people. And at a certain point, we like I came up with this uh, little idea of a, of a modular kind of uh, board you could basically like all these footprints you could put whatever knob socket switch wherever you want and just patch it directly here with one wire uh and your uh, microcontroller yeah. is here and the whole idea uh, of this is to just make like an open source kind of thing for people to play around so i beat the beat stuff and they use strip board all the time uh what show us that again that's cool it's uh yeah maybe you can see this um hey oh yeah i see Oh, nice. So, like, you have a you have a switch uh, here, for example, and you have a socket here, and you have a knob, and obviously knobs can be different sizes, and everything is wired to like the microcontroller is basically wired to a, a strip of pads here, internally, um, yeah. and then you could just decide if this is a teensy, for instance, then your ground is number one, then you just connect a wire here to ground from pit one, 
and it would just oh, yeah. route everything to ground. And same thing with VCC. And then the only thing you need to do is just like, okay, so this pad is number 55. It has a wire here directly going into A9 here, which is going to be connected. And that's like controlling the filter sweep. That's it. Mm -hmm. um, so is that virtual analog simp, FM simple? I mean, you could design whatever instrument with this. You could use, you could make a sequencer with an Arduino, or you could uh, put nice. a Pico on this, or you could put a Daisy seed and make like a granular synth with it if you want. Um, That's cool. But what the point that I'm trying to say is that, that like, like uh, I just sent an email to everybody and said, hey, we're, I'm looking for open source, uh, uh, for, for developers that would be willing to make open source instruments with this. And like people just like dozens of people sending me emails like, yeah, yeah, I want, I have this yeah. idea and that idea and this idea. And like all of a sudden you realize that because you are so open to the whole world and you're just sharing ideas, people really want to just collaborate because they're genuinely interested. Um, yeah, yeah. And like it really expands because you're not really constrained to the physical space you you live in, um, and yeah. I think that's 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 really inspiring when when it comes to collaborations. But I I totally hear you. It's really hard to collaborate because uh, like especially when when like uh, money gets involved. Like I have no idea <laughs> how to like incorporate a financial layer into this because you know I'm, uh. I'm I've been all my life an artist and then a teacher, and like. <laughs> Some people are like, uh, you know, and like you try to learn, you know, <laughs> you know what happens? You try to learn business stuff on YouTube, yeah. like you're used to learning electronics or art stuff. And you're yeah, like, yeah. oh my God, I, how do I even start? Like the people here oh, seem yeah. so sleazy in the like business world. Like how, where do I? It's a crazy world, isn't it? Like, yeah. Everything like that. yeah. And that's the other thing about the internet though. Like you say, going back to collaborations, um, there's so many great people like on discord and um all the different things with so much um varying skills like for instance this project i'm working with right here so i didn't uh there, there was a guy that emailed called mark and um he's made the code for to transport translate some things to mega Hal, and yeah. i could never have done that i'm not i'm not coldly inclined but he's a smart smart dude <laughs> that's awesome and um yeah but in that video, just um, with these kind of collaborations, I try to do a, like an interview with obviously the person that's done the coding and um, pop it in somewhere. I've done it a few times. Yeah, yeah, I think I think that's that's really valuable for both parties. It's it, it's just it, it's it's amazing when you can actually find people who uh, who have the the right mindset, the one that you have, and they just want to make stuff. You know, like if something comes out of it afterwards, that's amazing. But even if not, it's just about like we actually managed to make this thing and it's alive now. Yeah, I think I think I think that's that's what I find really inspiring about your work: the fact that like things are actually complete. And oh, I don't like, know, you dude, know it is complete. Like you have to you have to give that to yourself because like bottom line at the end, like I look at these projects on YouTube, they are working even if they're not working half a minute afterwards. It doesn't matter. It's like, you know, like I always say my, to my students, it's, um, you know, like you need to make the instrument work just enough so you'll be able to make a video off of it because the video will live long after the instrument actually is active. Yeah, sure. Yeah. But then there's also aspirations of just having it working all the time. And there's some, there's another thing like, um, so there's a couple of people that I, I definitely aspire to, and um, that's funnily enough something I've noticed about these uh, people. So there's um, I'll just 
Henry Dagg and uh, the Nervous Squirrel. Both of them make musical instruments and um, uh, they also work for a load of other things. But there, you go to their build their houses and their places or something, but I haven't been to Henry's yet, but they, they works. You go up to the machine and it they have taken it further. They've just made sure it just works all the blood in time. And that is um, a very aspiring thing because, um, yeah, like there's a, at the museum, over at the museum, like um, there's uh, Nervous Squirrel's Owl Organ and it's just one of those things that just always works. You don't need to worry about it. Um, and uh, there's a couple of others that just always work, like the Thousand Oscillator Megadrone. That just always works. You turn it on, you don't need to worry about it. It just works. There's a few others, but there's some that just don't always work. And that's the problem. I don't, I don't, I'm aspiring to being able to have something that's everything. You could just plug it in and forget about it. You can't do that with something like the Game Boy Mega Machine. And that's the problem. That's what I've found out with making working with Furbies and Game Boys is they're just not always going to work, which is a sad, sad thing. But something like this running on an Arduino that's doing something. Uh, if you think about having mechanical items in the machine, then there is a chance that, that it's going to need servicing. It's going to need it will probably break down. And these are all things that probably sometimes if you're making something, you need to take into account when planning it out. If you want it to last for a while maybe don't have it mechanical or something <laughs> or yeah. you know make sure it's built well <laughs> I, I think that getting th getting something to to be built well is um is like a step further from from like i mean i guess that most people i work with well i guess now it's a bit different but like i come from education so like uh artists want to become more professional they join uh, i teach at the design academy in eindhoven in the netherlands um, and they're brilliant. They're like, there's these people are crazy creative and like motivated and like working like mad. Um, and what we try to focus on is to make things work just enough. So you're incrementally growing. Uh, and I guess that uh, not a guess, but like there is a whole craft into like making something from this is a prototype that is half half working into something oh, yeah. like this is a complete instrument that is working and will like I could actually produce a not not even like reproduce but just produce one that is working really really good even two years from now that is a whole craft on its own and then reproduction yeah. in a company that is yeah I mean oh, that's a whole other thing yeah prototyping yeah. Is, is one thing yeah uh, there's one thing to prototype yeah and um, it's great to yeah, getting it working is there's definitely a skill to getting prototypes done, isn't there? Like, um, but you you just gotta just keep on doing it. Uh, that's the main thing is just um persisting uh at 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 it. Like, okay, this this one doesn't always work. Just learn why it doesn't work and don't make that mistake next time. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. That's what I'd probably say. So if I was, yeah, I don't know. Like, so. Getting, so is it a, quite a problem just not getting it working to start with? For, for students? Yeah, for students, yeah. Yeah, I think that uh, especially the students that I start working with, uh, they would come from, um, like the most technical one would be pretty good with mechanical stuff, but most of them would be like uh, they could... Uh, either paint really well or maybe do some uh, 2D stuff or maybe sculpt, maybe work with wood or metal. Um, but they would not know how to like 
they would not know what a resistor is um yeah, or like they've heard too. of an arduino but they would not know how to start or like download a library from adafruit so like we we go through we go through in like one semester we basically go from the point where they don't know anything to at the end of the semester they have an exhibition That's so good. yeah and the challenge is like like my my vision of education is like how do you get someone from uh, how do you get someone to be self-taught you learn on your own how how to learn in school yeah. because in school normally like what they ask me like when they hired me about eight years ago um yeah a former teacher teacher of mine asked me if i could teach illustrator and i laughed i was like you're not serious i mean i'm not even using illustrator anymore like these things they evolve all the time you need to teach them how to just find information basically um yeah, okay Yeah, and then like uh, when I came up with my own course, my own course is basically like there is an interactive art festival happening in half a year from now. And you guys are going to come up with a concept, prototype it a few times and then exhibit it. And you're going to have an online exhibition and a physical exhibition. How do you figure all this out? And I'm going to be there with you through the process. So like when you get stuck, like we'll find a way. It's all about failure. Like you need to fail a few times to get to this point that you'll be able to do something like this. So, sure. um, yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. And, and it's actually working. Like, I think that the, the best thing that happens is when you have like uh, a graduation project and you really see that uh, students really have taken what they've done with you and now they're doing their own thing and they know how to handle all the different parts of the process and they can learn on their own all the, all the different things. Yeah. Oh, that's true. It's, it's funny you say about what, like, um, uh, teaching how to find information. I think that's, um, you, that's a very important thing, especially with um, prototyping and building things, because, you know, you work in things even, you know, like, I don't, I don't know hardly any, you know, correct sensors. It's just if you don't know the right sensor, then you need to find out where to find that sensor or what sensor is required and stuff. Yeah. You're always yeah. learning. Yeah, you're, you're, yeah. And, and like the, the way that like also, you know, in academic world, especially in the art, you don't really have a lot of like the budgets are really low for teaching. So I had to find a lot of interesting ways to get students to find information quickly because I just don't have enough time to teach. Yeah. So uh, the, the Discord thing came like really, really valuable because then I can just say, you know, just like if you have a question about your project, just put it on Discord and see if someone is going to answer. And yeah. luckily enough, people are just like really generous with their time. So they would be just like back and forth. People who are like professional engineers released a bunch of things to the world. And they're like, okay, just like talking to someone who is literally just starting out with an Arduino and does not even know how to finish an if statement. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And that's really inspiring, you know, like, you... sorry. No, no, I know it. Yeah, yeah, I was sorry. I was joking. Yeah, no, you're right. Yeah, that's but yeah. I, I think that like the fact that you have a small environment like this, sometimes I also push them to go to Reddit and ask questions. But Reddit is like yeah. a really, it could be a really hostile environment. So you I'm learn to. <laughs> oh, well, yeah, there's a lot of hostile places on the internet, aren't there? Like, I think it's a, some, some, some people do are not don't take kindly to people asking questions and are, who are of you know obviously trying to fight like not really sure and but trying to be sure but then you know they take an advantage of the opportunity by putting them taking them down a peg or two that happens everywhere doesn't it yeah, not yeah. very nice it's no just, it's not yeah 
yeah it's not cool uh but it's it, like that's one of the things about doing doing videos for instance is you know i, I still don't really know you know i don't know much uh, com uh, comparatively and um if i'm doing something if anything is even slightly wrong you'll bet your bottom dollar that somebody will pick up on it and comment and sometimes rather quite negatively but you learn like you learn like it's it's just a learning curve because what they've said you obviously take into account and uh you know i've learned a lot of things with you know a lot of electronics and stuff and some of them are just some of them are a bit ott i always find that there's a lot of over the top um advice you know like like let's say i don't know like i'm trying to think of an example let's say you ask a question like um uh i want to change 12 volts to 5 volts and you just say that on a forum and there's those forums where there's like somebody just tries to barrage, barrage you with just over the top you know things that really in the grand scheme of things do not matter to making an arduino project but you know they're, they're going to tell you about all of the different things and be like oh you know it's like they'll even go down to emf or something some some daft things that don't even don't even matter to the person that's asking the question because they're just starting they're messing around trying to make prototypes but <laughs> it's just yeah so it's, it's about being careful where you ask but luckily there's places like you say like the discord thing that you've done as long as there's the right attitude there it's it's a great learning place yeah i make sure i mean it's actually quite hard to get to the discord there is like a whole forum that you need to fill in like it makes it i make it really actually really hard i really pick the the, the people in and we, we're not that many i think we're maybe 350 people uh -huh. um and 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 it's 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 working really well because of that but let's get back uh, uh, to, to education uh, for a moment, because what you said about uh, people that would just give comments like really over the top, um, you were teaching quite a lot of uh, uh, fairly complex things uh, and you're really simplifying them. Is, is there like a certain method that you found that's working really well that just resonates with people? Um, uh, I think it helps that I'm an absolute dumbass. So it helps that I'm a bit not not the you know like I, I I in order to understand some things I have to I have to make them very uh very plain Jane. So I just I think uh, I just talk about my what how I visualize it I guess because yeah. I, I, I you know I'm aware that I'm not the uh, what's the word not the brightest person. So I have to work twice as hard really. Uh, and that's that's where the descriptions that where 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 my describing things come from is basically just how I try to get through it because yeah I, you know I'm not like top of class of anything I just have to work hard. <laughs> I can relate. You're basically self-taught, right? Uh yeah yeah yeah. So like, did you actually even go to to any like university level um for uh, anything? Yeah yeah well I mean. I did. Uh, I studied chemistry for a year at university. Uh, right. I realised that's not me. Wasted, wasted my money for a year, and then went to do music for a year, and then had to go move to London because I, I got signed in a band and I, I, I had to move. So yeah, so I've done. I've done two years, but I never finished anything <laughs> at <Yeah>. university. <laughs> and then, like, how how long did it take you to actually start your own? Uh, just like learning things and, and starting your YouTube channel. Was it that like? Okay, well, so uh, I start, I went to university, like, like, you know, I've been, 
I, I tried to make a YouTube channel like first time about 10 years ago and it didn't work. And I tried again, then I tried a band, it didn't work, it didn't work. So I think start from starting to try and then I was trying, I was trying to make the, it like a, a, a something that stuck for about six or seven years before anything actually stuck. You know, um, but I wasn't really doing many things. I, the only time that I decided to start sharing my hobby of electronics was, um, I don't know, like 2016. And but I'd had I had been doing electronics for like 10 years before that. So yeah, and yeah. all pretty much just like going online, trying to get some information and and building your own thing. Yeah, actually, there's a there's a guy called Andrew Duff who makes. Um, stuff with vectrex video art stuff with vectrex and he one of his i went to one of his talks one time and he said uh i've learned everything on the internet about this so i've just got to give back a little bit by doing this talk to keep on you know progressing and evolving what is on the internet because nine times out of ten the stuff that is on the internet is not from um particularly academic folk it just it's, it's more like some person in their garage just figuring it out and then writing it down like unless you're hunting for you know a phd thesis or something a lot of the websites are just you know hobby hobbyists which are great for me i think it's good because i can't read <laughs> so, yeah i'm very I've, i don't think i've ever finished reading a book in my life <clears throat> Yeah, I think uh, uh, sometimes I find myself uh, reading quite a bit when it comes to learning new stuff. Uh, but yeah. sometimes people share with me like books about electronics. I'm like, how do uh, where, where do I even start? God damn it! That is like that is just too much. I need like I think that the best way for me to learn is is uh, through videos. So um, yeah. and and some videos are better than other. You know, you probably know uh, Moritz Klein. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so he's I think he's fantastic, like the amount of knowledge that he shares and uh, how yeah. he really simplifies things and get like, get it, get it to get it to the public, get the information to the public. I think he's doing a really, really good job. Yeah, the descriptions and stuff is it's really useful. It's really helpful. Like, yeah, it's just hopefully it gets easier and easier over time. Like, um, like, you know, there's more videos about things. I just um, it's amazing. Like you can now we live in a world where technology means that if we have a question about something like how to do something you could search up a video and uh, the first time you try it it won't be that probably won't be that good but you could get all right at it you know i've learned so many random things probably wrong i mean you can't like there are things that you probably shouldn't learn on the internet but you know <laughs> yeah. like i don't know yeah some dangerous things or something structural with a building or something but you know yeah yeah, I think I think that when when it comes to really engineering, engineering like someone is building something for like I don't know hospital tools, you want to yeah. make sure that they actually know what they're doing. It's um, like, yeah, it's it's we're you know we're in a faculty that just it doesn't really matter. It can be wrong and still be right. Yeah, in a way, and that's that's another thing. Discovering uh, uh it's just it, the the uh, what is it? The attitudes of engineers in different faculties are vastly different like very different um you know like technicians and stuff in something that has to be right um you know they look at it completely different it's just a different kind of um mindset yeah and that's fair enough but yeah luckily in art in music and art it doesn't have to technically be correct yeah. much i mean it's got to work <laughs> 
Yes, it, I, I mean, it's got to work uh, to a certain degree, you know? Um, yeah. But like, it, let's wrap things up. I know that, that you're quite busy and you're going to uh, move now to, to help uh, a few people. Bro, what time is it? Yeah, I don't even know what time it is. Yeah, it's, it's, <laughs> it's uh, like 10, in, in 10 minutes, you probably need to leave. Um, awesome. But, what uh, is it? Uh, yeah. Blimey. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. Time, time is flying. But I think this was this was a really interesting conversation. Like, how do I wrap this up? Let's just like oh. ask if if you would. Um, I think there was a lot of really interesting advice. Like you didn't even we didn't discuss it as an advice for yeah. for for, uh, for young creatives. But like in general, if you would think about uh, uh, someone like you at the beginning of of your career looking look you know for some advice how to move forward how to get started like what would you what would you tell them to do go on youtube uh, yeah just go with your go go with your urge just if you want to do it i think the most important thing is don't talk about it just just do it <laughs> that's it that's another thing is that i that that's one thing i learned quite a bit actually i was building one of the first things that i built I uh, was trying to build, I started too big, I've got to be honest. Um, I started by um, cutting a load of holes in my guitar to make a MIDI keyboard in the guitar. So all the wiring was around the back and the idea was great. And then I had to do it, drilled all the holes. That was the easy bit. And then it was the case of wiring everything up. And nowadays I'd probably get it done in like um, a couple of hours, but it took me like three or four weeks to do it. And then my dad, because I was I was living at my, my, my dad's and um, he said, he was looking at it. It was like, why haven't you finished it yet? Why don't you just sit at, sit down and just do it? And, and I realized I was looking at myself. I was just like, yeah, that's a good point. I only sit down and like solder for like 20 minutes. Uh, you've just got to sit there and just do it. If you have an idea and it's big, then the only way it's going to get done is just doing it, <laughs> unfortunately. And it's a, it's a big lesson. <laughs> I think that's the best way to finish the... The, the podcast. Yo, what's that Shia Booth? Just do it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but I think I mean? I'm, 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 yeah, go ahead. Oh, no, 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 nothing, nothing. I mean, I do. I thank God for we're talking because that would have been a riot slog. It's not this even is beautiful. That. Look, this is really tight. Uh, plenty of soldering. No, no, no shorts either. Pretty good. 16. I think I've done, <gasps> I've done 15. Oh no! Shit! <laughs> <laughs> well, I've got to build it again. I've just made it.